Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. And today's episode is brought to you in part by our local small business initiative, the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. And a special note of thanks to our title sponsor for the Cherokee chapter of Main Street Warriors, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at DieselDavid.com. You guys are in for a real treat this afternoon. Please join me in welcoming back to the Business Radio X microphone, Miss Anna Teal. How have you been? Hi, Stone. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Just returning from an overseas trip to Spain. Oh. Yeah, gained a little bit of weight, enjoyed some food, had some marvelous experiences, and kind of back in the saddle now. But I've really been looking forward to this conversation because we're not really going to talk about your, your marketing company so much. You've got some other cool stuff going on. What is it that we're going to talk about, and who did you bring with you to help us? All right. So I brought Ron Swetland with Arcanus Technologies and then Sean Stewart from Stewart Consulting. And we're part of the Cherokee Cyber Commission, which is a, um initiative that, you know, it's just a bunch of experts coming together that we're passionate about educating the community on cybersecurity. So we do that by um, hosting events and doing all kinds of things, um, you know, to get out there, talk to seniors, schools, you know, different places in the community um, to kind of share our vision and to help others. Okay, so I got to ask why. And and with your permission, I'd like to ask all three of you individually because I'd like to get that unique perspective. And uh, I'll uh, I'll start with you and then we'll go around the we'll go around the, the horn. So, Anna, why did you get involved? Um, basically because, you know, my line of business, I encounter a lot of people who, you know, I have to obtain their credentials and sometimes their passwords aren't as strong as they need to be. And, (laughs) you know, I get a lot of, um, interesting (laughs) passwords. They're either their birth date or their actual name verbatim, or, you know, uh, I've seen all different kinds of things and I'm like, Hey man, you really should look at changing your password because your accounts need to be secure. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I resemble that remark. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Sean, what what compelled you to get involved in this, man? Well, uh, I've been in the industry for about three decades now, um, working on different layers of computers, IT, network, things of that nature. And security has always been a big issue. Um, And like we tell the kids these days, it's like, I know your password. And if I don't know your password, nothing that you do online ever goes away. Keep that in mind. And they're like, well, but Snapchat, no, no, Snapchat. A subpoena can get everything that you just did. So keep that in mind. So we, we want to educate not just uh, businesses, but politicians, law enforcement, uh, the children, of course, and the elderly who are the two biggest targets in our community right now for cybersecurity, huh. um, especially for um, hacks and uh, money, anything that requir- requires fraud that, that pulls in and um, – you know, our elderly community is the one that seems to be most underserved. Huh. So it, it's it's uh, it's a, not a, a a new challenge. It's just a, but the stakes are getting higher. Why why is it coming to the forefront now? It's uh, it's all about technology and access. Yeah, uh, everyone has a cell phone now. 
Uh, everyone can be reached 24-7. Yeah. And if it's too good to be true, it almost always is. But we humans never learn, it seems like. And we always want to trust. We always want to trust first, and that's our downfall. So we want to educate people to say, trust but verify. <laughs> So, Ron, is, was it the Margarita Mondays that the club has, or what, what, what brought you into the fold, man? Oh, it's always about the margaritas. <laughs> so uh, we came up with this concept because we saw that the community had a need. Um, there's a lot of uh, companies even that don't have the wherewithal, the skill set to properly secure their infrastructure. So when we started, that's kind of what we had in mind. Um, a couple of years ago, the uh, Department of Homeland Security director got up there and said, we, we basically have enough to secure our own government. It's up to the private sector to get involved and protect the, the basically the community because they, unfortunately, the government doesn't have the, the, the money and the manpower to do that. So that's kind of where we step in is to provide that. Um, skill set to to be there as the resident experts in in this area, even with other technology companies that may not have you know that specific skill set in there. So yeah, so, and, and skill set and it's mindset, right? They, right? they have to feel like it's an important thing and 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 give it that uh, that level of of priority. You mentioned several constituencies just right off the bat. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you mentioned the elderly, which I want to learn more about because you mentioned that was a, a particular yes. uh, challenge. But there were other aspects of the community too, uh, young folks, law enforcement. So it strikes me that it could be a real challenge trying to develop a message or messages or curricula that's going to effectively meet the needs of each of those distinct constituencies. Can can you you guys speak to that a little bit? Yeah, and they're each facing something different. Uh, okay. For instance, in Cherokee County, if there's a crime that involves a computer and data is pulled forensically to be um, used in trial, the trial can be delayed up to 18 months for that data to be reviewed. Because what we have here, we have, what, two forensics people in the county? Mm-hmm. And they're so overwhelmed. So by default, everything rolls over to the GBI. Well, the GBI has a backlog of 18 months because they're not only supporting what's in the state, they're supporting all the municipalities and counties that can't do it themselves. So for the law enforcement side, it's very important for us to say, okay, it's not just a matter of going and collecting this forensic data. There's a certain way to do it so that you can speed up your own processes. So if you collect your forensics data in such a, in such a way, you might be able to allow your people to process it faster or get it ahead of the list in the, the GBI. So talk to me about the price of failure. So if we don't get our arms around this thing, I mean, the, the stakes really are high, aren't they? They are. And uh, there, there's actually a legitimate business model called ransomware as a service. And, I mean, people are making millions and millions of dollars. You know, it's, it's through digital currency because that can't be traced. But I mean, that's, that's what it is. And, you know, you might have somebody that's been in business for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years and just having the wrong person or having somebody click the wrong link. Um, even something that says, I don't want to get this email anymore. Well, you hit the unsubscribe button. Guess what? The unsubscribe buttons, the trigger to hit the, the ransomware. So, I mean, Ugh. even hitting unsubscribe now is, 
is on is, is is not even safe. So, I mean, losing your business um, as far as the you know residential type stuff goes, like kind of what Sean was saying. You know, the second that somebody puts something on the lo- uh, online, it's there. It's mm-hmm. there forever. It's not going away. You can hit delete and whitewash and Hillary your stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it's. Well, like there. The, uh, for instance, Equifax. Equifax was hacked. It's been almost two years ago now, I believe. Yeah. Once Equifax was hacked, all of our historical credit data was dumped onto the internet. All of it. Mm. So when you now get a fake email from Best Buy, it's because you have or have had a Best Buy account at some point, And the person who's sending you that email knows that because of the Equifax hack. All of your data. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg said... Privacy is dead. I don't believe that. I believe our history, our internet history, is compromised. Yes. But we going forward, we have to be able to protect it. And there's ways we can do it, but it requires educating people. Well, I tell you what, you're scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> well, I, ju- I just mentioned earlier in the program that I, I just went on a trip. When I got back, I had to wade through a bunch of emails. And one of the first thoughts that occurred to me is, I got unsubscribed to half of this stuff. But now, I don't know if I want <laughs> All right, so so there's there's law enforcement. You, you talked about mm-hmm. that, but you also mentioned uh, elderly, uh, or specifically, particularly vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Well, the elderly is the largest target uh, demographic right now of scams, huh. mostly social engineering. I know from personal experience, my own mother-in-law received a letter from the IRS in air quotes that said, "We noticed that you had a death in the family last year. Her her husband passed away last year." Call this number because we owe you tax. You owe us tax money. The number mm-hmm. went to a call center in India, and it was a scam. It looked legitimate. Ay, ay, ay. And it came through email. No computers, no email. <clears throat> and it looked legit. And, of course, what's the first thing that a law-abiding citizen is going to do? They want to call, and they want to get it verified. They want to get it right, cleaned right. up. They want to get their name off the IRS list. But it's it's and it's prevalent. It's everywhere, and it's not just IRS. It's Social Security Administration. We get those calls all the time. Or hey, I'm a Russian uh, female looking for love. We see that that is one of the biggest scams that are out there now for the elderly. Mm-hmm. And it's not even romance necessarily, but it's hey, do you just want to talk? Yeah, companionship. Companionship. Wow. Okay, Ron, you got to give me a little bit of relief here. What are some things that I could, like some big rocks, some things I should do or not do? So with those links, if it's something that you don't see, um, just block it. What you can do with most is um, report phishing. So depending on who the email is coming from, most of them have something Uh if you get something from, if it's not already built in, like if you get something through Gmail or, or whatever, usually that's a right click on that email. And then you can say block. Um, you can actually say report phishing mm-hmm. uh, for business type things. And usually if you hit report phishing, that email will go through the your, your company administrator and they'll say, okay, yeah, this is junk. And then they can take it from there. Um, anything that, Looks, uh, there is no company in the world that's going to ask you for payment and Walmart gift cards. Yeah, um, that's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> huh. um, any kind of stuff. Uh, I, I know that there's there's payment type things now that 
or even kind of sketchy, but they're legitimate. Like if somebody wants to zeal some money or something, or yeah, Venmo is a big, Venmo, big one too. You know, Venmo. they do protect and back end validate who the money's going to at least. Right. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that you can do is if somebody's asking you is simply pick up the phone and call that person directly and say, Hey, are you asking for money or, you know, what could this be? But I mean, if it, if it doesn't look like it's safe or anything looks fishy about it, if it's a phishing type yeah. scam, just mark it as phishing, block it, whatever it is. Don't ever click any of the links that are in there because chances are right now you hit that unsubscribe. That's it. That That's all it takes is one click. All right. So what does happen when you hit a, a link like that? There's some stuff happening in the background that I don't even know about and it's spying on me or what, what's happening? So what happens is it's like somebody going up to your house and they, uh, yeah, um, Hey, I, I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the police department. You need to let me in. So you say, Oh yeah, you, you must be okay. You're with the police department. Well, when they come in, they're holding the door open while they're letting in, you know, hundreds of bad actors in there. And what they're doing is, is they're rearranging your furniture and they're turning the TV and everything else. So essentially what that's doing is, is once you click that, you've given somebody permission into your computer and they're going to start encrypting files. And then you need actually a key to decrypt those files. So if you don't have the encryption key, which normally is part of the ransom, they can do that. If it's somebody, a bad actor that's not looking for a ransom, that's just looking to cause trouble, you that might be just a malware type thing where they just go and they just really mess up your computer. They're just so, being mean. Yeah. Or so there's that too. They'll use your computer as a bot to attack someone else. Right. So it looks like it's coming from you and not aye, from them. Yeah, yeah. All right. From a marketing perspective, Miss Anna, as, as a sales and marketing person, I want to get the message out about some stuff we're doing at Business Radio X or like the Main Street Warriors program that I talked about at the top of the show. Does that mean we need to stop using email marketing or what, what impact does it have on the ways that we go to market and communicate? Um, I don't think there's any direct impact. It's just being careful and being aware and being educated on what to do and what not to do and not to click on anything crazy. <laughs> But, uh, but as simple as wanting to get an email to someone, have them click on a link that takes them to this cool show we just did on cybersecurity, right? I mean, it, it, you guys are throwing my whole world upside down here. I know. It's like, how do you trust anybody at yeah. this point, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, I think um, there are, you know, certain things that you can do rather than saying, this is not spam, please open. <laughs> Because that's what Agra would say, probably. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know that's what you would say. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about the work, the structure. So mm-hmm. how do you get these kinds of conversations going, this kind of education? How, how do you gather the, uh, the, the, uh, the, what do you want to call it, intellectual property, the, the important information? And then how do you disseminate it to these different groups? Are we, are we going into schools? Are we going into workplaces? Or yeah, what, what does that look like? Yeah, we've kind of done it all. I mean, we we definitely have spoken to a lot of the children. Um, the county has a lot of great initiatives that we've kind of piggybacked on, like Career Day um, you know, and things like that, where we go in and talk about what we do um, and how to be careful online, things of that nature. And, and there's a lot more initiatives that are coming along now, too, from from a lot of different areas. Um, but, yeah, it's it's hard to get people to come out of their shell because there's such a fear. You know, you walk in and you say, hey, I want to help you with cybersecurity. And the first thing they go is, are you a hacker? <laughs> well, yes, but I'm a good hacker. I'm yes. a white hat. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. But 
So it, it's really hard to get them to trust up front um, what you're saying until they realize that you're coming from a place of, I want to help you. Look, I'm not in here to, I don't want to expose you to the feds. I don't want to expose you to your insurance carrier that you're not in compliance. You know, I, I want to just kind of educate you on what to do and what not to do. I'm not, I'm not asking for money. That's, that's always the big question. It's like, well, how much do you want? It's like, well, you're welcome to give us a grant that we can use for other people, but we're not out here with our hands out. You know, that we're trying to make this as, as inexpensive and free to the community as possible. Right. When you do find that you have genuinely helped an individual, an organization, it, it must be incredibly rewarding. It must feel great to know that you've, you've probably saved them some money and some anguish. That's a, it's got to be very rewarding work, and I, I applaud that. And I'm a business owner. <laughs> Where and how do you find the time to, to do this? I mean, it, it, I would be completely understanding if you kept all this great knowledge to yourself because you got a businesses to run. I mean, you, you just felt like it was that important? It's probably the most important thing we have going forward from a technology standpoint. Yeah. Um, because if we don't teach everybody top to bottom how to move forward safely, mm-hmm. it's like sending them off into a minefield. Um, you're going to have elderly who lose pensions. Um you know, who lose substantial amounts of money because they want to trust. Yeah. And, you know, they, they accidentally give out their bank account information. There's no coming back from that. Uh, they will wipe a bank account out in seconds. Uh, we've seen them actually go through and log right into their uh, bank account information and see how much money they have. Aye, aye, aye. So if, if they get, they, these bad folks, <laughs> if they get the account number and then the password, they then can, they can go in and move money around, correct. I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. You haven't done anything to make me less scared in the last few minutes, but that's all right. We're going to hang in there. We're going to get. <laughs> there are things that are happening uh, that are meant to protect us. And some things like Stir Shaken, which was something the government um, built and it's been going out uh, now for years and finally has come to fruition. So Stir Shaken was initiated by the Federal Communications Commission to say, look, we're getting all these phone calls. And all these phone calls appear to be coming from places they're not, caller ID. What Star Shaken has done is say, okay, we're going to force all these phone carriers to confirm the person who's calling matches their caller ID. Huh. And we're going to give it a confidence level of A, B, or C. If you receive a phone call, I mean, this is, this is just blanket, good, safe information for everybody. If you receive a phone call that does not have an associated caller ID name to it, don't answer it is most likely a scam or a survey asking you how you'd like to, you know, if you want a car insurance or your, your new car warranty and all of that. Other way, you don't need to pick up a phone call that does not have proper caller ID. And every phone carrier is now required to give every phone that you have um, spam protection. So if you, it's either um, on by default or you have to go through a small little step process, but everyone should have the, um, caller ID spam blocker set up on their phone. It's free. The federal government forced them to turn it on for free for all carriers, Verizon, AT&T, uh, T-Mobile, and all the uh, subcarriers. Okay, I think I may have this because there's this guy named Spam Risk that calls me <laughs> every day. That's it. So so it, it's it's on my phone and doing what it's supposed to be doing. Your carrier has, uh, it has set it up there so that you will be alerted 
if a call comes through with a low confidence that that's not who they say they are. In most cases, I hate to say this, I'm going to lose a sponsor. Um, (laughs) It's typically a Google voice phone number in almost all cases because those are free. Now, Uh Google voice does now require you to go back and tie to a cell phone, Mm -hmm. but that cell phone doesn't have to be a real number. (laughs) So, if you do see a phone number come across without a caller ID, don't answer it. It's probably not someone you want to talk to. Aye, aye, aye. So you, you can thank the federal government for that one thing. That's it. One right there. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys need more of? Do you need more sponsors? You mentioned sponsor. Do you need – clearly you want to get the word out, but uh, what do you need from the business community? What, what do you need more of right now as, a, as an organization, you think? I think the biggest thing we need is people who will listen. Right. Um, Cause I, I mean, personally I'll, I'll stand up on the stage over here at the, at the amphitheater and, and talk all day long. Um, but that's really not going to do anybody any good. Um, we would really like to have some deep level of community outreach to where we can go and speak to, to, to everybody. Um, and you know, We've talked to um, Sheriff Reynolds. We've talked mm-hmm. to his his office. We've talked to the GBI. Um, we've talked to several people, and they're all like, "This is a great idea. Good luck." <laughs> so, because yeah. I think they've tried it too, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hit the same thing. People are people just. I think they're overwhelmed by it. To be honest. Well, I mean, I, as a layperson, I can tell you, I'm overwhelmed. I'm a little bit skittish, but I. Um, I, there's also a little bit of a sense of confidence that we got smart people like you guys working on it. So when you see spam risk pop up on your phone with your skills, do you just have fun with it and you go Sometimes. ahead and answer it anyway? And then you just, cause you know what you're dealing with. Sometimes <laughs> hit record and say, hello, can I, can I help you? Oh, which kind of gift card do you need? Okay. I'm scratching it off now. I, yeah, it, I only if I'm bored, but that's far ah, between. Yeah, yeah. When you mentioned earlier um, a, a scenario where it's uh, someone's uh, close to them had passed away, well, if you hit a certain demographic, a certain a critical mass of those people are going to have a friend that recently passed away. It's just a numbers thing, right? Well, they pulled it from obituaries. They pulled it from. Um, oh, I mean, wow. because I mean, they had to have the information from somewhere. And yeah, yeah. If you think about it, all this information is public knowledge. What we call OSINT. It's just open source intelligence. Right. And. You know those people who like to post way too many things online. Mm-hmm. Those people basically <laughs> are handing someone, here's the playbook with wow. how to hack me. Here here you go. Hmm. Yeah, my, my child's name is this. They're three years old. My other child's name is this. They're four years old. And they go to this school, and I do this, and they're in cheer, and they're in football. That's an awful lot of information. Aye, aye, aye. Not only from that, but, I mean, we've even made jokes about, um, you know, we'll have uh, some of these business groups that meet and it, they're taking pictures of one another. It's like, well, look at all the businesses that can be hacked right now because everybody's at this group. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, never post when you're on vacation. Of, <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> thing. Oh yeah. We're, we're all down here. And Just arrived in Key West. Yeah. <laughs> Come please yeah. rob me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this, this is not the kind of, it's not the way my mind works. And I guess a lot of people are that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're a good person, you know? <laughs> so the ransom thing, um, so say more about that and how it works. And, and if there's anything we can do, businesses small and large, to kind of buffer ourselves from that. One of the biggest things is training the people. Um, 
fishing campaigns where you're, where we set up um, basically fake a fake ransomware site. We send out random emails to your business um, and then see who, just like fishing, mm. see who takes the bait. And then once they get that bait, they go to a landing page that says, you know, guess what? You just, you know, destroyed your company just by this one click and have them go through some kind of training. So even huh. before then, is to train the employees. Um, what that does is it gives them and empowers them to learn a new skill set. So not only are they using that same at, at, at the office, but now they can take that and use it at home. Um where they can say, you know what, this doesn't look right if they're getting something with their personal stuff. Um, part of the ransomware stuff that goes along, kind of what Sean was talking about, is, is uh, one of the worst things you can do is use your business email as your uh, personal uh, stuff. So yeah. you go to hmm. – you set up a Best Buy account and you're using your business stuff. Best Buy gets hacked. Hopefully they don't get hacked. But it, or, and, Again. Sorry, sorry, we're not we're not trying to pick on them, but um, if something were to happen, now you've got that. You're typically going to use your same password that you use with your work stuff to do that. So now you got that. You've got a CEO of a company or somebody that's high up, an HR person, you know, any kind of C level executive that's doing that. Now all of a sudden, they've got the keys to the castle to your place. Now they can do whatever they want. Not yeah. only can they do that, but they can sit there and they can. Look at your emails and emulate your emails. Email because it's like, you know, that they let's say that CEO's name is you know Robert Sanchez. Well, Robert Sanchez, I'm just using that. That's Rider Transportation, but he maybe he signs the stuff. Thanks everybody, Bobby. So you get something that looks exactly like him. Mm. You know, so I mean, those are all kinds of things to worry mm. about. Um, What's when it happens, uh, what, what can you do to protect yourself, um, for a company is to make sure that you have all of your updates on your environment. All always Meaning the, the computer the, update mm-hmm. the computer. Yes. So the, that's a good thing. Cause I was about to ask if I got to be careful about doing that. Right. The days it used to be an it thing. You got to keep three versions behind and et cetera. You can't do that anymore because they're everybody, not only your operating system, but a lot of the software that's on your computer, they push out those security updates constantly. So making sure that you've got that up to date. Um, newer versions and of Windows starting at server 2019 and more is actually that has built-in Defender that has ransomware protection. So what that does is if you have that enabled, if something comes in and tries to start rapidly renaming your files, it stops it right there. Hmm. And there's a lot of even IT companies that don't know that, hey, that functionality is there. So, I mean, that's one of the things that we can do is empower those IT companies to say, hey, you need to protect your customers as well. So there's all kinds of, you know, good um, good antivirus solutions. Um, it's, it's None that are free, though. Right. It, it, no the, no the free, free antivirus. Ones, no. Right. no. It, it, free is what you get. You pay for what you get for. Mm-hmm. It, it's free versions are usually – a. Um, kind of help you sleep at night just because, oh, I, I might have something on there that's going to protect me. But 
if it's not constantly being monitored and up live updated, it's not going to really do anything. There's your ideal sponsor, right? The antivirus, yeah. like the whoever yeah. the gorilla in that market is, Bit, that's who ought to be writing Bit new Defender, checks. WebRoot, McAfee, yeah. I mean Sentinel. Norton, Sentinel, yeah, all yeah. of those guys. And so there's the there's the technical aspects of getting girded up properly, but it strikes me it, during the course of this conversation, the weak link is the human. Correct. Always, yes. right? it's always. Wow. All right, so, I mean, you guys have thrown out so much information in such a short period of time. My mind is spinning. I'm going back and forth between fear and awe and, and, and respect. Like, I'm running those three bases right there. Is there, I don't know, a, a checklist or the, you know, the 15 do's and don'ts or the the, the daily practice? Or, or is there, have you started to add some structure and some rigor and stuff so that the layperson can do some of these things that seem to be more second nature to you guys? So I, I know that we all have kind of our own thing, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all pretty much the same set. Um, looking at reputable sources, if somebody doesn't decide, you know, hey, we're going to go with the, um, the commission, even looking at like NIST mm-hmm. um, and some of the, the bigger like government type things where they do have those security standards in place. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I know that like a lot of people have what we call as YouTube PhD. Even if you look at it, even if you have a YouTube PhD and you get something from there, it's better than nothing. So it's true. And a lot of the things that are out there for NIST and the other frameworks, they call them, which is just kind of like it's guidelines for how to run a business. But for businesses, you really got to start with your policy. You know, the policies like number one, if you don't have a standard set of policies and an attorney will tell you this in a heartbeat because they're, mm. they're, you know, charging by the word, but it's, <laughs> if you don't have a policy that's enforceable. So if, if you don't have every one of your employees signed to say, okay, this is how I'm going to use the internet. Here's how mm. I'm going to use this computer. If I don't use this computer and this internet properly, then I'm subject to being written up or possibly even terminated. We've seen businesses be hacked from the inside and not have policy in place. And that person is not charged because they have no legal standing to charge them with anything. So policy is the very first thing you do because it tells everyone what you expect of them. Then you educate them toward the policy that you have in place to say, remember what I said, you don't click on links. Okay. Here's why you don't click on links and show the examples and, constantly send them fake emails to say, Oh, I recognize that that's fake. You know, the education comes in. Then at the end, you bring the technology in to say, okay, let's put a good firewall in. Let's make sure that our antivirus is up to date. Um, let's make sure that if we are communicating with the cloud, like AWS or with office 365, that it's a secure communication. Uh, we have to make sure all of our, our windows are up to date. All of our systems are up to date. Even Mac Mac is Mac had their yeah. first ransomware attack. It's it finally Ouch. broke spades on that one. So uh, nobody's safe. Androids doesn't matter. iPhones doesn't matter. Um, there are products and technologies out there for every single device you have to ensure that you aren't um, going to get caught basically with your pants down. And there are smart, motivated people on the other team. State sponsored. Right. Most of these places are state sponsored, either by hmm. the, uh, the 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 red country, uh, the bear country, um, even the uh, um, uh, Dharma group. I mean, that's state sponsored out of India. 
Uh, Iran has some. North Korea has some. And then there's the people who just do it for the heck of it that aren't tied to anybody who are probably some of the smartest people in the world. And they make millions. Actually, the, the latest number was if you put all the numbers lost to cybersecurity last year, it would be the third largest country in the world. I think mm. it was $6 trillion, mm-hmm. $6 trillion lost to cybersecurity issues last year. So, Anna, do you feel a lot better about your own situation since you've been hanging out with these guys? Do you feel like you, at least you've got your shop buttoned down and, and, and you're able to help your clients more? Or are you still like me running these bases? I feel like I'm definitely more well-rounded hanging around these guys because they've taught me a lot. But I feel like I can better serve my clients more than some other marketing companies because I am that conscious of what it requires for businesses to stay secure. And so that's that's kind of, you know, what I take pride in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's next for you guys? You got some upcoming events. Have you got new materials coming out? You got some flashcards for me or what do you, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like a daily reminder, but you can't send it with a link. What you, yeah. <laughs> we would, we are working on putting together a, a, a newsletter where we ask people to go to our webpage and sign up for the newsletter. Um, we do host mm-hmm. events. We have several and you know, it's not just us three. There's several other companies involved in the, in mm-hmm. the commission, quite oh. a few. And if you start naming some of the names, people are like, Oh, really? They're in there. Yes. Oh. Yeah. We've got, we've got quite a, quite a few folks and we're working on trying to put together uh, relevant training for businesses, individuals, law enforcement, politicians, whatever we can get um, on a regular basis. Just really it's dependent upon um, either need-based or interest-based. So we ask people to go to the website and say, hey, I'd like you to come and talk to our business about spam or about um, social engineering, uh, you know, physical security. Uh, you know, there's all the yeah. different pieces and parts to it that, you know, you wouldn't think about. We, we kind of call it the red pill moment. Mm. <laughs> you know, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? Well, you can't, you know, head in the sand is not a security spot posture. So, um, <laughs> and we're no willing to back. go. We're willing to go anywhere we need to to talk to people. It's not, you know, you don't have to come to us. We're happy to come to you. And we'll talk about whatever subject you want to talk about that's relevant for your business or your, your Kiwanis group or whatever. Oh, I think that is marvelous. So, all right, what is the best way to reach out? Is it, uh, there's a, a website. Is that the best place to go start tapping into this work and learning more? Mm-hmm. It's CherokeeCyberCommission.com. And you can email us at hello at CherokeeCyberCommission.com as well. Fantastic. Well, before we wrap, I want to hear a little bit about your business. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about yours, Sean. Um, we are, Stuart Consulting is a woman-owned Georgia business who's been in business since uh, 2011. Uh, we do a lot of business with the military, the government, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Um, I would tell you who they are, but I can't. <laughs> we don't kiss and tell. Um, I can say we do have non-security clients such as Polaris Industries, uh, Chanel, the perfume company, um, and that's about the only ones I can disclose. <laughs> and we uh, we are the the local site phone company uh, phone representatives for the uh, um, Paris Island for the Marine Corps. Those are the only ones I can actually disclose. <laughs> Got it. And I know you've been on the show before, but it's yes. been a while. So tell us been. tell us about your outfit, man. So we're um, Orcanus is. We're, we're all pretty much primarily cybersecurity now. Um, mm. we're so this is your wheelhouse, everything yes. we've been talking about. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, we are penetration testing and ethical hacking. Um, one of the things that we that we see a lot of is, is you go through a, a building 
Um, even if it's on the third floor and you see post-it notes with passwords on the side of the computers, <laughs> I can take a drone with high definition cameras and go and just click and see what your password is just with a drone. So, mm. um, you know, those kinds of things. That's one of those policies you're talking about. We probably, Correct. maybe you should not be allowed to put a post-it with your password on your mic. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, the security, uh, the, you know, security assessments, making sure that not only, you know, are, are your people trained and, you know, what they need to do, uh, but taking a look at your equipment. Do you, do you have a server that's like 25 years old? Um, you One know, cause we can, year. yeah, yeah, we can, we can take a look at those and actually it's, we can condense pretty much an entire server room into like two modern type, um, servers that mm. are quieter. Don't take as much air or, uh, electricity, electricity, they don't heat up your, your room. And all of a sudden we've just opened up a big, huge place for you to store more boxes. Um, so there's, there's that aspect of it, but just at pretty much everything security. Um, and then we do some work. Uh, um, I primarily do a lot of work with another company, um, Cybergate IT. Um, and they're here in Woodstock as well. So uh, we do a lot of the IT type things. So, Well, you certainly have job security. This th- this need is not going to go away. If anything, right. it's going to yep. continue to be more complex. It's going to be a moving target, right? Oh, yeah. But we got to enlist the the help of – the everyday person, we got to, we got to trust folks like you to, to help us. And then we've got to be diligent, vigilant, whatever that word is. We got to be paying attention. (laughs) Uh, All right. Teal marketing, get us, get us an update. What's going on over there? Um, We just work with small businesses to tell their story online through like website development, social media, um, blog posting, content writing, whatever you need to brand yourself online. We help small businesses. (laughs) You're welcome, Sean. Are you helping these two out? Anna did everything on my website, including all of my blogs. And they're beautiful. And the SEO's constantly in the 90s. Yes. I love his website. It's one of my favorites that I've built so far. So you should check out his. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. So it's not only pretty. But there's SEO expertise. I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's functional when it right. gets the job done. It gets people coming to the right. Because what's the, the use in having a beautiful website nobody if comes. nobody sees it? <laughs> so now, if I did my pre-show research right over an hour and a half ago before I drove down here, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we, we got at least two authors in the room. Or is everybody in the room written books? What's what's happening here? Aren't, don't we have some published authors here? Yes. Oh, ladies first. <laughs> yes, I publish three books. Aphasia readers. <laughs> Uh, I haven't got any books, but I, I've won several awards for short stories. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, and that's just, that's a passion of yours. It's outside the scope of what we're talking about. Is it these short stories or are they all like cybersecurity oh, horror n- stories? Actually, none of them are cybersecurity. <laughs> I, I am working on a book that is cybersecurity, but I'm so busy. You know, Cy- it's, it's hard cyber to. Sci-fi. Cyber sci-fi. <laughs> that one's cyber sci-fi, yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess if I were a good author, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and the writing you're doing is, 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 uh, with aphasia, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Say a little bit about aphasia. Well, aphasia is a speaking and language condition, so it can affect your reading, your writing, a lot of things. And um, so Aphasia Readers was developed out of a need to provide relevant reading for adults with aphasia, so on a simple scale, so they don't have to read children's books. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, good work. How about you, Ron? Or you got a book in you, man? Or you- I think I have one published thing from college yeah. when I was working with the Marietta Police Department. It counts. Um, 
Yeah, it was. Um, I, you don't hear about it anymore. But the Google glasses, where they, um, oh yeah, we oh, yeah. could, uh, where the police department they would put on the the Google glasses and they could like look at a license plate and then would immediately say, yeah, this is a student here. They would have the facial recognition. Oh, wow. um, they would have. They could do because it. Um, you could talk to it as well. So if they had it hooked up to a drone, they could say, you know, go up twenty feet and see if there's a shooter on the roof or something to that effect. So. Yeah. All right. So do you feel like you do have a book in you, though? You might write something about cybersecurity or you may do something totally different, like, uh, you know, the, uh, talk about mermaids or you got a Hobbit fan I fiction. Don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd, be funny. that'd be a cookbook. Like, there you go. For hobbits? For cookbook hobbits. for hobbits. Why is he giving Second you breakfast. all this about hobbits? <laughs> he knows him so well. <laughs> cookbook <laughs> about hobbits. That is it's funny. It's a cookbook. Hobbits do. <laughs> All right, one more time. Best way for our listeners to get out, have a conversation with any of the three of you, or learn more uh, uh, about this uh, about this commission. Let's make sure they've got the, the a way to connect. Yeah, so you can just visit CherokeeCyberCommission.com or reach out to us by email at hello at CherokeeCyberCommission.com. Well, it has been an absolute delight having all three of you in the studio. It's been a little bit scary, a little bit sobering, but I think that's important, right? And I really thank you guys for the work that you're doing in your profession and your willingness to uh, expand beyond that and really get out there and try to help all these different constituencies that we talked about. And uh, I hope you won't be a stranger. Maybe swing back around periodically and get us updated on your efforts. Because as we said before, this is not a static environment that we're talking about. And I would love to continue to follow this story as it unfolds, if you guys would be up for that, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. My pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.